when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 42 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk about today on today's episode, uh, including a new DVC resort in the making. So, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week and uh, now we have an official announcement. Um, Marvel Land at Disneyland. Some interesting things there. And we also got to do a really cool interview with a, a Disney legend as well, which we'll uh, play a little bit later on the show. But but first, before we get into any of that, we do have a listener question and we do like to answer uh, questions from our listeners. So I don't know if one of you guys wants to read this, but I can read it. Or Trevor, if you want to read it. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a read. Yeah. So, yeah. So Rob asked us, he said, hey, guys, uh, first of all, I love the podcast. A couple of things. I posted on the Facebook page that mouseperks.com has a great tool to use to check dining discounts when at the Disney or sorry, when at Disney, I can't read today. Um, and <laughs> I'm glad I chose you to read that then. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and so, yeah, they have dining discounts for when at Disney and list the AP, DVC and Tables in Wonderland discounts for all restaurants. Want to make sure you, you saw that. That's actually... Um, yeah, that, we should probably make sure we link that with the episode as well. It's yeah. I've seen that tool before. It's actually pretty handy. Um, he also goes on to say uh, he's going to a conference in Orlando next year with a code worker. Sadly, it's off-site, but we are planning to to go in a day early and do an adult stay at Epcot. I can't ever check it out with all my kids around, um, but I'm looking for tips for a day at Epcot and what to do for eating and drinking around the world. Um, he, he goes on to say, I made dinner reservations at the Italian restaurant, but will want to snack throughout the day and try some libations. It's during flower and garden. So that adds to the complexity of it all. Any ideas would be appreciated. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the, yeah, there, there is a lot, <laughs> a yeah. lot you could do at flower and garden festival. I don't know Flower and Garden as well as Food and Wine, because Flower and Garden is less about food and more about flowers and gardens. <laughs> but well, yeah, so so we were actually there in May during Flower and Garden Festival, and um, what I've noticed is that um, as much as, yeah, Food and Wine is about food and wine, um, Flower and Garden, they do have just as many booths set up, so... So there, there's still plenty of, of like you can do those little, you know, get the little snacks around the, the different pavilions. So, so there's that. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of sounds like Rob's plan is that, you know, he's, he's thinking, you know, um, starting off the day, you know, going around, checking everything out around the World Showcase. And then, um, yeah, you, you can definitely hit up all those little booths. Um, as far as the Italian restaurant goes, I'm assuming that's Via Napoli. Or that, it could be Tudo. 
Tito, could yeah. be the other one. It's one. Of, I mean, one of the other. I, I found them both to be good. I, I'm a big fan of Viennapoli. If you're a listener to the show, you know I sing the praises of Viennapoli every time I'm on here. So, right. But yeah, it's yeah. So I mean, I I think that's that's definitely a solid plan. I I mean, I wish we could tell you more about you know certain things to try. But what I found was uh, so I I tried when I went last year. I tried looking at the previous year's menu because I I didn't really. Um, I didn't have a chance to kind of, you know, think about all the different things I wanted to try. And I looked at a previous year menu. And then when I got down there, um, it was different. <laughs> so <laughs> it was much different. I, yeah. I would say I, I would just give generic advice, because for me, if you're going to try to drink around the world, first of all, give yourself a lot of time because I did it in like three and a half hours and it was the worst thing I've ever decided to do. So don't give yourself all day to drink around the world if that's what you're going to do. Also, good. I was going to say, and and also, um, like like you said, you know, if you, if you're going with a friend, um, make sure you're sharing things because yeah, um, or well, make sure you're comfortable, you know, sharing things with your friend to begin no, with. Another <laughs> mistake I made. Another mistake yeah. I made was getting all drinks for myself. Um, also, getting the frozen beer at either Japan or China. All I know is it was the worst thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. So <laughs> go for sake or some. Uh, um, they also have like um, they have some wines in there too. Go for those if you're going to do that around the world. As far as eating goes, though, there's so many things to eat. Uh, you know, I, I would recommend the French bakery in there. That there's some great stuff in there. The Norwegian bakery is awesome. Um, the refreshment port's got some good stuff, even though it's not part of uh, uh, the actual countries. It's, you know, just right right on the edge there. That's got some good stuff in it. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that you can do around around Epcot, for sure. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you have no kids, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And, and yeah, I, I think definitely my only advice would be, yeah, if, you, if you're really, you know, wanting to, to nail down things you want to try, um, I, I mean, we're, unfortunately, we're, we're really too far out right now to even know what's on the, the roster for food and wine next year. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you really just have to keep an eye on because they do a blog post usually beforehand detailing all the different uh, um, booths and stuff that are going to be available. So that's really when you're going to want to try and make a plan for, for what kind of stuff you want to go after. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. There's usually like an unofficial um, food and wine app out there. So I'm assuming there's probably a flower and garden app out there, too, that lists all the stuff that's going on. So I, I'm not going to, I, you know, you search for that on your own because I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's an official Disney thing. But I've, I've heard of some good apps out there for both of those events uh, that, that are really helpful. So, um yeah, so that's 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 a great question. I mean, I, I wish I could tell you. That's the thing about it is that it's constantly changing, right? So even in the countries themselves, like the little quick service areas, they're constantly changing things. So, um, you know, it's hard for me to tell you now what you're going to be able to eat or drink there then. Because the beers change, the drinks change, the food changes. Um, you know, there's always different things going on. So I would just say... Give yourself a lot of time. Take your time. I also, you know, one of the trips I did a couple trips ago, we really took the time to explore World Showcase. Uh, you know, like we just kind of went around and like checked out all the shops. We did, 
you know, some of the like little things we'd never done before, like the movies. We like we, we did the the uh, O Canada one, which we never done before, which was, you know, it's it's basically I f- want to say it's from the eighties at this point, but it's <laughs> yeah, I, it was still yeah. enjoyable though. I mean, it was still good. I mean, it was it was still fun. Uh, you know, they've got the the um, I can't remember if it's Japan or China. I think it's Japan where they do the oysters, where they are uh, the the pearls. Have you ever yes. seen that whole thing? Yeah, that's yeah, like the, a whole the show. Yeah, that's like a yeah. whole show in and of itself. You just walk in and you just watch them, and they do like a whole, like almost like a ritual thing. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just you know take your time, walk around, and enjoy enjoy the world showcase because there's so much more to it than people know about. Um, even you know we had lunch one time in uh, Morocco, and I, I don't remember the restaurant. It's not the one uh, spice uh, spice spice table spice. Why am I forgetting what's called spice road? Um, it's the one that's like in the back, and like no one was there, but the food was great. And it was a cool atmosphere. So, I mean, just wander around, check things out, snack, you know, have a good time, be merry. <laughs> it's not yeah. the best advice we've ever given. <laughs> uh, we're trying, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's we, – we'll need to revisit this, I think, in the new year once we know a little bit more about uh, Flower and Garden Festival, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Um, okay, cool. So next thing we got on the list here, right after our last show came out, we talked we talked on the last show about a new hotel uh, on, you know, a survey that was out there for a uh, name for a new hotel uh, on the River Country site. We talked about this a couple times. There's been a rumor about this for a while. Well, Disney actually officially announced it. And I'd like to think that we kind of broke this to the Disney world on our Facebook page. Uh, because we, I think we were the first ones out there with this, honestly, not to brag or anything, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but so really, really cool. Um, and I, you know, it's much to Damon's chagrin. I'm sure it's not haunted river country resort. Um, I I was wishing for that too. I think that would have been amazing. (laughs) I'm okay with this though. I mean, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with this. So this is, um, it's a new nature-inspired resort that's going to open in 2022. It's going to be mixed-use. So it's, it's going to have both regular hotel rooms and DVC villas. So think of Beach Club, Boardwalk, um, when you're thinking about kind of mixed-use. You know, one side of the resort is DV- DVC and the other side of the resort is regular hotel rooms. They're saying it's going to have 900 rooms. So it's going to be a pretty large hotel in the area. The thing I found really interesting was from the head of DVC who said... The resort experience will be a celebration of Walt's lifelong love of res- and respect for nature with some fun and even surprising accommodation types that families will find irresistible. It'll give our members and guests yet another opportunity to stay in close proximity to all the newest attractions and experiences in our theme parks and with the flexibility value of world-class service uh, families expect from Disney. The thing that stood out to me was surprising accommodation types that families will find irresistible. What do you think that means? Uh... I'm thinking they're going to like throw you in the water or something. <laughs> Houseboat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, cause they have the bungalows, they have the tree houses. I mean, what else is there? It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to find out. Um, so, but Damon, you said you liked it. You, I, a lot of, I saw a lot of people were commenting on the one piece of concept art that was out and said it looked like a dorm. But I, I thought it looked. I did. I thought it looked pretty good. I think we need a little bit more before we can make a real decision on it. But I mean, the concept in general, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm okay with it. There's no Riviera, of course, but I mean, I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're still holding out for that Riviera, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> 
There is. I, I did see a rumor somewhere that there there's a possibility that they could start putting more studios. Um, there, there's a. I saw a rumor that they're they're thinking about putting more studio rooms at the Riviera uh, because you know studios are always kind of in in uh, short supply. So and, and more studios maybe in this this one as well. But I don't know if there's going to be a lot of rooms, 900 rooms. I don't know if it necessarily we need an overabundance of studios, right? I mean, who do studios really go for? The the one through four, right? Is that what yeah, we're kind of pretty much at? family four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't have the full us. kitchen, though. Yeah, but they don't True. have the full kitchen. So who wants that? I, w- I wish there was an accommodation type that was like a premium studio that had the full kitchen. Like it was a little bit called bigger a than a studio. I know it's called a one venture, but like, yeah. just still just have the one room as opposed to, you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, I, I, li- I like the concept. I find it. I mean, how many different things can you do with nature anyway? Right. Because another thing I saw from a lot of people um, is like, oh, earth. it's Wilder's Lodge. Right. Well, I mean, you do a million different things. I mean, it's the earth right at the end of the day right there's a lot of things that happen on the earth um yeah. i don't know i mean yeah the tree houses were great i mean what else could we see kind of in that venue um i don't know we could see some sort of like i mean the tree houses are a little dated at this point right i mean they've been around for a little while now right yeah yeah so i mean i don't know i might be up for a different sort of tree house type feeling right like i mean i'd be okay with that do something underwater. I'm okay with that too. That'd be that would be cool. kind of cool. What yeah. if they built an underwater hotel? That would be really cool. <laughs> well, that'd be really. You don't know. It could be. It could, I mean, who knows, right? That would be kind of neat, though. The, the the visibility in that lake isn't fantastic, though. So. That's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know what? Though all you do is you put like a nice little thin screen, like my you know, twenty thousand leagues under the sea idea, and we're okay, right? It go. doesn't necessarily have to be a view of the lake. Could be underwater and could be like, you know, they have the portholes in the Disney ships. I, I do I do like to think based on the description of this and also being someone who got the survey for this, that they are gonna do some really unique and different things with this resort. I, I don't know what those things are, but it does seem like they're gonna try something Small different. Zoo. And that's what I was like saying, Discovery zoo. Island, reopen Discovery Island, yeah. throw some animals on there. That would be kinda cool. I just think <laughs> that would be really neat. I mean, they gotta do something different. And it's you know, like I, what I mean, I guess, by how much can you do with the wilderness theme? It's it's like okay, well, you're gonna if you're gonna put a, a, a resort in that location, of course you're gonna have a lot of wood and a lot of nature inspired themes to it, right? I mean, I, that's what you do. You're not gonna put the Riviera in that spot because it just doesn't fit thematically. It would look ridiculous there, right? So, I don't know. I I kind of get some of the criticisms, but at the same time, I think people do look for more modern. You know, looking hotels in their, you know, when they're looking at deluxe resorts, if you're paying $500 a night, you probably want something that's a little more modern looking. I, because I, I feel like a lot of people are decrying that, that it's, you know, a little the, the modern. The thing looking. is, you have to, you have to find this happy medium where you're not always upgrading it. I think that's part of the problem of some of the hotels is that you go for a specific theme and it kind of gets dated quickly. So I think that, you know, to shoot for a high profile theme that you can charge that money for, you have to keep it modern, but at the same time, you know, theme that you're not automatically two years from now blown out of the box. Yeah, that I, I guess that's my thought on is, you know, I, I understand, you know, things that are modern right now. Yeah, like you're saying, Damien, you know, five years from now, it doesn't really fit. And I even think back like the I look at um, the All Stars resorts as a good example is, you know, back in in like the 90s and 2000s, you know, they they kind of fit the like like they made aesthetically they made sense but then you know 10 15 years later they did 
really start to look dated because, you know, the character designs were updated over time and everything. And now that they've redone some of them, it, like the, I've seen some of the all stars money, rooms. right? Yeah. That's money. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is that, yeah, it, it's kind of the same problem actually, I guess that like even Tomorrowland has, right. You know, that, you know, they, they say, you know, it's supposed to be futuristic, yep. but it keeps changing. Right. You know where <laughs> so. you don't have that problem. You don't have that problem at animal kingdom. True. Yeah. And the lodge is kind of what I'm referring to. Like the lodge is always going to feel what it needs to feel. You know what I mean? Like that's the problem I have with Bay Lake a little bit, right? Like Bay Lake is what, right? You're, you're holding yourself to what time frame, right? Well, animal, you know, kingdom lodge is like, man, that's, it is what it is. 20 years from now, that's still going to be cool. It's still going to be relevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change. Yeah. 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 Contemporary resort. Yeah. You're right. That's a good example. It does have some, some unique things to it that need to stay, but for a while there again it's it's another resort that you know it they say contemporary but did it really look contemporary <laughs> so it did it did when it was built <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. And, and, yeah and i think that's where i'm struggling with them saying you know it's going to be a modern looking resort is yeah you know if it, if it looks you know like like today's you know today's aesthetics that people like yeah. is it going to be you know you, you buy into it and then yeah five years later it looks dated right like you don't want that <laughs> that's true and i i do think this kind of theme though is kind of a timeless theme right it's 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 something that it's it's well it's nature it's wilderness it's you know it's that's exactly what what you're talking about here right it's not something that's going to go out of date so i don't know i i i, I like the idea of it i i hope they have some cool stuff up their sleeve uh you know i i understand people reacting the way they did but um, we're talking one picture man like they they posted yeah. one picture of the entrance that's it you know so i don't know you can't get too worked up about that because we got to see what they actually decide to do and i mean half the time they don't even you know these things change constantly like that picture might have been already out of date by the time they posted it you know it's the, these artist renderings change all the time so you know, we really need to make a note when, like, because they're talking when 2022, so that's yeah. like four years from now, right? Four years. Yep. So <laughs> we need to set up like a, a note or something to remind us to go back and look at concept. What art. it actually ends up looking <laughs> at? Yeah, looking yeah. like yeah. I, I'm curious to see how much they're going to sell this for. What's what's the direct? I mean, it's got to be at least 200 a point three years from now. You think it's? I mean, we're almost there at this point anyway, right? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's close enough. I I mean. Because yeah, Wilderness Lodge and Erwald well, Copper Creek was pretty close to that, and this I guess is technically closer to Magic Kingdom. So if you're talking, you know those sort of deluxe resorts. Of. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> geographically it's closer. Yeah, but sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I you're right. I can definitely see you know them this being over two hundred dollars a point by the time it becomes available. But we have to get past Riviera first, right? That's that's true. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I I can't wait to see. And this is a, an aside, which we tend to do on here. But I can't wait to see more about the Riviera because I feel like we basically got that one picture of the outside of it, and that's it. We haven't seen what the rooms are going to look like. We haven't seen what the lobby is going to look like. We've seen the one picture of the outside since the day it was announced, and that's that's the only thing we've seen. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more about that one too. Yeah, I I still just I. I thematically i just can't wrap my head around it but again that's just a personal thing is that i just don't have any i don't have any frame of reference for what they're trying to say it is but 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree yeah. with that. I mean, it's not a resort I'm not interested in. It's just I, I feel like I need to see more. Yeah, So exactly. Cool. Well, I, I'm excited about this. I think it's going to be cool. Um, I, I I think it's good to have more hotel rooms. You know, another comment is I, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, another hotel. That means all these, you know, where are they going to put all these people in the parks? And people are, for some reason, forgetting well, that the they're building more things. Change. And it doesn't even matter. The limits don't change. They are it, what they exactly. are. Either they're off they're site or they're on site. Really what that means to all these people that, you know, like to complain about things is that in theory, right, if you're talking yep. about park capacity, what you're saying is, is that now more people inside the park will have the privilege before park capacity, in theory. In theory. In theory. But when you're opening as many new attractions as they're opening, you would think that that, would capacity, that capacity would make up for the So rooms, right? what is it? So 900 rooms? 900 right? rooms, yeah. All right. So what, what is a normal ride push through in a day? Depends on the ride, but I mean, you know, Just a couple of them. average. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say a couple thousand per hour, depending on the ride. Okay, and right, so how many hours in the day, and is that more than 900 rooms? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's yeah. kind of what you're saying. It, the, a hotel itself isn't going to bring more people. Those people are going to come no matter what, yep. right? It's just a matter of where they stay, and Disney wants them to stay with them, right? So, I mean, this to me, this is just Disney preparing for the crowds that are already going to come for Star Wars and for Guardians of the Galaxy and for Ratatouille. And nobody goes like, oh, they're building a new hotel. Let's book our Disney vacation. Like, people don't come to the to Disney for the hotels, like, specifically. <laughs> they come for the rides and the attractions and things like that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting thing that a lot of people were saying. And I, I would also like to, to counter with this point as well. Is, you know, pe- people talk about, you know, the parks being busy. So I've heard of Magic Kingdom hitting capacity. And I've heard of Pandora specifically, not Animal Kingdom, but Pandora hitting capacity. I have not heard of Toy Story Land no. or Hollywood Studios hitting capacity. And Epcot, like, never. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't so, happen, really. Yeah. So, so, but, and I guess the thing to think about is, you know, they're talking about, well, you know, there's going to be more people in the parks. But, yeah, with, with all these rides that they're updating... You know, you're going to have new rides in Epcot. You're going to have more stuff in Hollywood Studios. There's, um, they're updating stuff in Magic Kingdom. Is that you know the the crowds that I think everybody is really upset with is that if you actually look at it, they're all concentrated around very specific things. And of course, it's always you know the newest thing. It's always you know the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or whatever. But I think you know now that or as these new rides come online, you're going to find that yeah they. They're going to have like these parks are people are going to be spread out more, which means Disney will be able to get more people into these parks or they'll want to get more people, you know, into these parks. So I guess I guess the thing to think about is, you know, do you necessarily need to be at said ride the day it opens or can you wait a little while and, you know, go look around a little more? There is, you know, more than just that one place you want to be necessarily. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. let's not forget, though, too. I mean, the rides that they're opening are, like, people-eater-type rides, right? They're roller coasters. They're trackless rides. These are rides that move thousands of people through an hour, right? I mean, yeah. these are things that are going to eat up a lot of the crowds that are coming. I mean, and part of the reason why the parks are so crowded right now is Hollywood Studios basically has, like, five rides operating at the moment. Like, I mean, they don't... I know it's not five, but it's it's not far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Turner. it's... Yeah, let me, uh, I'm just we, counting while you're. <laughs> it's maybe maybe yeah. six. Is it six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I'm not counting shows. I'm just counting actual rides. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, so yes, yeah. three in three in Toy Story Land, Star Tours, um, Tower of Terror, 
Rock and, and roller coaster. Rock and roller coaster. That's it, isn't it? That's it. And so, yeah. you know, <laughs> Hollywood Studio, all those people that would normally go to Hollywood Studios are going to the other parks, making them busier. And then, you know, you talk about that at Epcot, too. You have, uh, you know, Universe Energy was a huge people eater. That that thing had thousands and thousands of people going through it an hour. And so that yeah. part, that side of the park is literally empty right now. Like every yep. time I've been over near like spaceship or not spaceship Earth, um, Mission Space, yeah, yeah, and interventions that side, there is nobody over there right now. Nobody there. Yeah, and so that's I think that's what people are failing to take into account. I I, I feel like this is a good thing because I would not, if they don't build these hotels and the crowds come anyway, then all of us are going to be fighting over less Disney hotel rooms, right? It's going to be, it makes it harder for all of us to get a hotel room because these crowds are going to come no matter what. And you know, we, if we all want to stay on on Disney property, then we need more hotel rooms. I mean, it just, Mm -hmm. I think it's not a bad thing. I, 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 I guess I don't understand why people get negative about this stuff because I think it's it's needed and I think Disney understands it better than any of us. So yeah, I mean, yeah, look at you know I I do see people getting upset about you know trying to book certain area or certain hotels at seven months and they're not available. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So you know if there if there's more options available, that does increase your chances of you know getting the hotel that you want. That's exactly right. Yeah, totally, totally off. Yeah, I totally agree with all of this. So, you want to? Anybody want to take this next one? You want to take it, Trevor? I don't want to. I don't want to hog the spotlight like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Actually, I I was not even aware of this, but probably because I know that I'm not going to be in Disney for Christmas and New Year's. But they, they have announced the the Christmas and New Year's uh, event for DVC members. So. Um, on December 24th, uh, DVC will host a pair of member-only holiday dinners at the Disney Contemporary Resort. Uh, the event is scheduled for 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, at the resort's Fantasia Ballroom. Um, I don't even know what that looks like. Uh, the menu features... Probably looks old- like a ballroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's got any fancy theming to no. it or what. But, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if it does either. Yeah. I really haven't... Yep you know, explored the ballrooms at contemporary, but anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, the, the menu features, uh, pot roast, uh, herb roasted chicken, uh, potatoes, uh, unspecified Disney characters will be on hand for photos and autographs. And there'll also be games and crafts for the kids. Uh, the price will be seventy four ninety five per adult and thirty nine ninety five per child, uh, ages three to nine plus tax and gratuity. Um, for a sit down dinner, I guess, and that's not bad. I mean, that that's, that's I mean, like it's, character meal. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you're going to do like a character dinner, I mean, that's not horrible. And it's a kind of exclusive type of event. I mean, I yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm never in the parks when these things are happening, so I never get to do any of them. <laughs> like, you know, I wish. But at the same time, I don't want to be there for New Year's. I just don't want to be there because it's a nightmare. And I don't want to be there for Christmas because it's also a nightmare. So oh, I'd love to be there for New Year's. We're, we're better to stay the New Year's. Very anti-Disney time. I, 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 no, it's just crowd-wise. There's so I many crowds. I wouldn't be in the park. I would I would literally just stay That's at my fair. resort. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would do that. Wrong with that. I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you ask me where I could be for, for New Year's, if there's anywhere I could be, I mean, gosh, Disney would be top of the list. Does this have unlimited drinks at the... Uh, <laughs> is, is there an open bar at the New Year's party? Because that would, well, that would be... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the second part of this is yeah. On, on December thirtieth, there is a uh, a dessert party at the Contemporary Ballroom, 
Ballroom of the Americas is what it's called. I don't know any of these ballrooms. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, from 10 p.m. to midnight, know. attendees <laughs> will enjoy some light snacks and desserts leading up to the Magic Kingdom's fireworks display. And, and then, sorry, is this part of that as well? The, that next part? Yeah. There's a mac and cheese station will be available. That does seem a little <laughs> what? weird. because it's a dessert party that seems a little weird yeah sorry that threw me off i was like i was like okay yeah so they got a sunday bar and mac and cheese bar Listen, it's it's worth the price just for the sunday bar so okay if and then if you want some mac and cheese to go with that that's cool too (laughs) um that's funny (laughs) yeah so if you want if you want some mac and cheese to go with your brownies um (laughs) yeah yeah and and also this one will also have disney characters photo booths and a dj dance party so i guess for both of these events you know yeah these are really good dvc events because it's basically um yeah it's like it's like a character meal but it's a little more vip right the dessert party is actually more expensive, by the way, than the other one. It's eighty six fifty per adult and forty four fifty per, per child. I forgot to put that in there. Oh, okay. So, I, was, I was gonna say, is it the same price? But um, no, yeah, it's a little, so, more, a little more pricey, which well, is kind of surprising because it seems like less options. But if well, there's you alcohol know, included, then <laughs> and, and I mean that mac and cheese, you know, that doesn't come cheap. So. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> My college years would say otherwise. <laughs> uh, up here in Canada, we call that craft dinner. But oh, craft dinner. All right. <laughs> yeah, you think we just call for, it mac and cheese here <laughs> for for all our, our American or all our Canadian listeners? I'm sure you'll appreciate that. Um, By the way, this is only um, I I believe it's for only people that bought direct points. Oh, really? Okay, so so then that also limits the the crowd as well. So that's. Um, Oh no! Wait, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. It is. It is. It's only for people who purchase direct points, or for people who bought resale prior to the uh, changes in April 2016. So, yep. Yeah, the grandfathered in one. So, so if you can go to the DVC lounge, you can also do this. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think those are bad events. I I think that's um, you know, um, to Damon's point, you know, if you're planning to to be at Disney over Christmas, is yeah, you know, I would just you know, it's purely a hotel stay. I would avoid the parks at all costs. Um, actually, sorry, not at all costs because I know, I know there's a couple of days like like Christmas Eve. I've heard is very quiet because you know everybody wants to go really? in Christmas Day. So yeah, it's kind of that calm before the storm thing. So I guess if you play it right, you could have you know a couple of days in the parks. But even outside of that, I mean, the resorts at that time of year they they're all decorated so nicely, and you know if you if you got these kind of parties in there as well. So where you had, a, you know, instead of spending the money on your park tickets, you have these, uh, these VIP uh, events, you know, seeing characters, having the dance parties, you know, get your mac and cheese. Um, <laughs> I don't I think just, that's a I bad love, thing. I, 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 no, I just love the mac and cheese <laughs> emphasis. It just, it makes, it kills me. I, 80, $85 for mac and cheese and brownies. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah, but of all the things to sell at a at a dessert party, you know, mac and cheese is the last thing on my mind. But I appreciate that that somebody is excited for that. I mean, who isn't, right? Yeah. Mac and cheese is the best. Uh, no, I I agree <laughs> with you. I listen. I have gone during Christmas. It is amazing to go during Christmas. It's just, I mean, Magic Kingdom is usually closed by ten a.m. due to overcrowding. So. And they, I mean, they pack a lot of people in that park before they close it. So, and I, I, and when I mean a lot of people, I mean elbow to elbow, you know, like really you're, you're, you're packed in there. So I, I'm not against going during that time of year. It's just, if you're, if you're claustrophobic or you don't like crowds, uh, not a time for you to go. 
uh, to the park. So, you, you know, that that's almost the time of year, you know, I would, I would almost consider, you know, getting a room at Bay Lake tower, you know, facing the park, ma- making sure you get that, that park getting view. The park right? view. Yeah, and you know, points. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and literally, you know, you could just spend the day sitting on your patio, you know, relaxing, you know, you got this, you, you get this uh, event to go to in the evening. So, you know, you go down to the contemporary, you have fun at this event, you meet some characters and all that, and then you just go back and you relax. You you can watch the fireworks from from wherever, either from, from one of these parties or from your room. I think that's a good way to spend a Christmas if I was going to do it in Disney, honestly. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. I would I would probably do something like that. I, I and you know, I I want to do a DVC member like exclusive event. I haven't gotten to really do any. Like I really wanted to do the Soren tour that they've been doing, but it it's like it takes like ten people and they do it once a week, and it somehow people get reservations for it. I don't even know how because <laughs> I called like a year out and they were like, oh yeah, we're booked up forever. So <laughs> it's like okay, well, guess I can't do that. But I would love to do some more DVC exclusive type stuff. And I and you know I think Damon said this before. Anytime that they have a special event like this, it's a good thing, right? More more special events are better, I think. So even if you got to pay $86 for mac and cheese and brownies. But. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I don't want to eat those around the same time. That's just, I mean, the Sunday bar is worth it totally. But <laughs> so, all right. Well, speaking of, speaking of DVC and speaking of resale, uh, let's talk about our friends over at DVC Resale Market. Uh, so DVC resale market is our, you know, as I mentioned, our friends, they're our sponsors. They come on the show many times. We, uh, we love working with them. Uh, DVC resale market is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 11 former Disney vacation club guides and two former Disney vacation club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking about buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. So if you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days and over 2,400 contracts were sold in 2017 alone. So these guys are the best out there. They're, if you want to sell your contract, if you want to buy a new contract, DVC Resale Market is the place to go. So go to dvcresalemarket.com or call one eight four four dvc pros that's one eight four four three eight two seven seven six seven. Let them know that we sent you. Let them know that Welcome Home sent you. They like to hear from our listeners. They like to know that they heard of uh, that you heard of uh, DVC Resale Market from us. So just let them know that Welcome Home sent you. And again, you know, if you need to reach DVC Resale Market, uh, it's dvcresalemarket.com or one eight four four DVC Pros. So please check them out. We love them. They support the show. And, uh, you know, because they support the show, please support them. Exactly. So great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm gearing up to buy a contract. I am like weeks away. As soon as the right contract pops up, I am buying it. So yeah. I, almost, I almost put an offer in on one today. It was so close. I but. I know we're, we're probably we're thinking next year we're probably going to look at some more points but I same thing I've been eyeballing a couple of contracts as well and yeah it's just you're right it's just waiting for the right time to, to pull the trigger on that exactly exactly yeah. just got to find that I want to have the same use here and then I mm-hmm. also want a certain amount of points and then I also want it at a specific resort so I, I gotta have the perfect storm of things happen for me to really do this so <laughs> Damon, I don't know if you want to introduce this interview that we did, since uh, this was something that that you were able to coordinate for us. Sure, sure. So actually, 
again, sometimes things come across your desk that are just too good to pass up. And we were given the opportunity to uh, speak to Mr. Jim Cummings, who, as as you should know, which again I didn't know, but you know who am I? Uh, does the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. And it was great. We actually got to speak with him on the phone. We're going to have part of that interview in audio right after I stopped speaking, I think. And it was a fun time. Like I said, I I had a great time. He's also his IMDb, which is where you can find everything he's done from his voice work is extensive. And there's a ton of favorite characters that I had. So this was set up from the BSC Kids website. So if you could help us out and go over and take a look at the second part of the interview over there, that would be helpful as well. Yeah, he he does like a lot of he did Darkwing Duck. He's, you know, he yeah. was one of the hyenas in Lion <clears> King. <throat> I mean, this guy is a prolific voice actor. So we were we were so excited to we, talk to him. We we could again, like as I was telling the guys, I, I could probably have spoken to him for hours and and been thoroughly entertained through all those hours and asking him about all different shows the gummy bears like i mean some of my favorite shows <laughs> i like I that that's the, the one that you're you're like all about is that's one bears. of my favorite shows i'll be honest yeah. with you i really love that so i think that was you know i mean he I, he basically voiced my childhood so exactly. <laughs> yeah it, it was awesome to speak to him so we're gonna play that right now so check that out and then we'll we'll be back in a sec hey jim how are Morning, you Damon. how are Very you good I'm so excited today. Like I said, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out to speak with us. Um, your IMDb just absolutely amazes me. Uh, some of my favorite characters. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate all the work oh, you've done for us, to be honest with you. So. Oh, I'll take that. Thank you so much, <laughs> Well, first of all, if you like honey, it's the best place to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, we have, like I said, two of my partners here. We actually do a Disney podcast as well. So, I know that they uh-huh. wanted to ask you a quick question about some of the ride work that you had done. So, Trevor, do you want to ask Jim that question about uh, yeah. the blue ride? Yeah, for, uh, for sure. So, first of all, I, I have to say this first, Jim. Um, my wife and I loved the movie, and she said, if I don't tell you thank hey. you, she'll kill me. So, <laughs> well, tell her she's welcome. Yeah, th- thank welcome. you so much. It, it was it was awesome. Um, so what I wanted to ask was, um, with the Winnie the Pooh ride, I know you did the voices for that. Um, was there any unique challenges with that versus like TV or movie recording? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it, it was easier uh, because they were all kind of isolated. There were just little vignettes, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of cute. It's, it's so sweet. My uh, I have uh, four daughters, you know. And uh, two are older, two are adults, and two are still younger. But uh, it's almost a family tradition at this time. You know, a cousin or somebody will come out and visiting from Ohio or Kansas, you know, fill in the blank, or, or another country for that matter. And, um, you know, I'll get a phone call, and my my daughter, Livia or Raleigh, will say, hey, Dad, guess where I am? And then they hold up their, their phone, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll hear, hey, what are you doing over there? <laughs> You know, they go, oh, I know where you are. You're in the ride. They always call me from inside the ride. So uh, so it's a, it's a beautiful little mini family tradition that we have. Jim, this is, uh, this is Tom. Uh, I wanted to ask, are there any other Disney character voices that you can do that you've never been asked to do, but you could do in a pinch if somebody asked you? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, I've been known to uh, just play around with Eeyore. In fact, when I we back in 1987 when I auditioned, I thought, well, 
I don't know about who. I don't know about the ticker, but I, I think I did a pretty decent Eeyore. So <laughs> not that I'm looking for the job. Brad, Brad and Peter are, are aces. Thank you, but, Jim. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I mean, I know that we're all big fans, and like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to get both of our venues, um, you know, involved in this. And, um, it, you know, we do appreciate everything that you've done for us. I, I'm a super big, you know, Gummy Bears fan, so thank you for that as well. But I know that you have a million oh, other things. I know you have a million other things to do today. So, again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to speak with us. Oh, my pleasure. Well. Right. Thank you. Wonderful day. Thank you, Jim. Bye-bye. Thank you. What a cool interview, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely was fun. Definitely was fun. It's, I mean, it's maybe the coolest thing ever to be on the phone with somebody and hear him do Tigger. You know, just like hear yeah. Tigger live, even though we're on the phone and on person, just to hear Tigger done live is the coolest thing. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so anyway, but th- yeah, so like Damon said, check out the rest of that interview. That's just half of it. Check out the rest of it on bscKids.com, right? Yep, thanks. Yep, absolutely. So... Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that because we enjoyed doing it so much. <laughs> and, and, and hopefully, like I said, we should be able to get to do some some more of those types of things in the future. So stay it's great. tuned. Yeah, we're we're lucky that uh, we got the Damon Connect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Damon, I know you wanted to talk. I a lot made about them this move too. this one because I'm not going to be. Uh, again, I don't really care too much about Marvel Land, so <laughs> I made them move this one. And we already talked about the roller coaster, even though I would talk about it. But uh, this one is is of utmost importance to me. So the Bahamas government has approved Disney plan to purchase another island. So I, I mean, there's a lot of information here. I, I see if Tom was to read this one, he'd read all this boring stuff here. I don't think that matters, though, right? Well, like, I don't. I, you know, I wouldn't read the whole thing. I, I mean, I think it's interesting to know that the island's called Lighthouse Point. I don't know, but it's not going to be called that after the fact. So again, does it Probably, matter? Yeah. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at the end of the day, does it really point. matter? Fair point, um, David. I think this is phenomenal. So one of the main reasons, there's a bunch of reasons why you cruise with Disney. The, the one, there's only really one reason why you don't cruise with Disney, and it is the price. I'll be absolutely honest with you. That is really the only one reason. But to say that Castaway Key is probably one of the best places on Earth, probably even cooler than the parks. Dare I say that? It's just, it's a different environment. It's a more blasphemy. relaxing environment. Yes, blasphemy, blasphemy I know. <laughs> um, but, but it really is a great place to be. And we've actually done one of the cruises where they've doubled up on that. And I know that's kind of an anomaly. They don't do too many of those per year. It's usually you go to the island once and that's it. And that's pretty much the best part of the cruise. So when I heard about this, kind of what I'm thinking is, is that I'm hoping is that, you know, it's going to be a little different. Obviously, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they do things a little bit different. But I'm also hoping that there's cruises that will go to both islands now. That's really what this is all about for me. That's cool. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm kind of hoping. Because, listen, it is really fun to go to the Cayman Islands. It is fun to go to Jamaica. But you tell me I can do two Disney Islands? Mm, I'm, back on, I'm back online looking for that next cruise then, right? That, that's the difference here. Well, so you guys ass- have never been. There's not a lot for you to talk about. You've no, never been to. I, the I, I'm assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming they're going to vary the theme of the two islands, right? So, like, it'll be a different experience to be on the new so island. So, on Castaway Key, you, you have a few things that we like to do, right? So, there's an area we can shoot basketball. You can play volleyball. There's a nice area where you can bike ride or run. And then there's like a little mini ocean water park thing. And then there's that you know area where you can go snorkeling. Um, you know, and then there's areas where you can eat. So outside of that, I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to 
what they're going to do differently. But again, like Tom said, I mean, I hope it's a little different, right? So give me a different sort of water park. Actually, what I'll tell you to the truth, if you're really going to pique my interest here, what you're going to do is you're going to make this kind of like, um, what's the super awesome uh, water park in the Bahamas already? What's that place called again? Uh, Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis, yeah. Yeah. Give me a mini Atlantis. Like, could you imagine? Like, that's what I would hope for for this island. If they could do something of that scope. Now, I know the island's not huge, but just give me just something like that and make it as part of a two-island experience. So this is what I wonder. I mean, listen, it's Disney, so I know what they're going to do. But, I mean, they're going to split this up and different cruises are going to go to one island and different cruises will go to another island. Um, but really, it would be great if it was kind of like an extra trip for those seven-day cruises. Like, you know, knock off Jamaica. I'm okay with that. Like, like I, I'm sure some people aren't, but I'm okay with that. Knock off Jamaica. Tag this on. So we'll see. I guess that's really the big question is, you know, what are their plans? Are their plans to, you know, give us both islands, which I doubt, but that's what I would like. Or are they just going to use this as kind of a secondary island for different cruises so that they can kind of, uh, you know, get the cruise line a little bit bigger still stopping at an island? I don't know. Well, they're they're adding a bunch more ships, so they need that capacity. But I I think it would be cool if you did both islands. I, I I'm with you on that, and I, I I wouldn't I would think they maybe would try to do it. I wonder what's the proximity of them to each other. I mean, you're in the Bahamas, right? So nothing's far. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's really that's especially really by a giant that. boat that can go pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think that's. I have to say that the cruise that we went on, like I said, that double dipped on the island was was really was really fun. It was probably our favorite cruise, so that's why again I pushed towards that. You know, there, when you go to Disney proper, it's really not too relaxing, especially if you have kids or things like that, right? So the cruise is a lot more relaxing in that regard, and not yeah. having to get off at a port. You know, like, listen, Cayman's was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Or, you know, just the, the relaxing part of being Disney with not a lot to do on your agenda. Man, that's that's a real good vacation for me. I would think if they would double dip with Castaway Key, they would also do it. They would do like a I think there's cruise. and I could be wrong here, but I think there's only like two of those a year or something. Oh, really? OK. Yeah, it's, it's a very small amount. I, I could be wrong, could be higher than that, but it's not a large amount. So, yeah, I mean, that would be cool. But again, if they're going to have new ships and they're going to make new itineraries, I mean, they're going to probably use it for those times. The other thing that, you know, it could be used for, depending exactly where it is, is that I know there's a lot of times what will happen is, is that you maybe you miss Castaway Key because of the weather or docking or whatever. My guess is they're going to make this island, and I could be wrong here, but maybe an island that's a little bit more dockable. Like instead of having to get on a boat to get over to the island, which is what you have to do at Castaway Key, right? Like you have to get on a boat to get to the island. Maybe they'll make it so that it can get a little bit closer so that you can actually get off from the boat like you do at some other areas. Yeah, and if they did like something, a huge pier so that they can pull in. Yeah, and that would make it a little bit better because what happens is when the weather's poor, sometimes they'll close down your Castaway Key key portion of the trip was it's got to be severely disappointing I, I can tell you i'd be severely disappointed if that was me so then maybe they use this as a semi backup in, in those sort of regards or if you miss it as one part of your cruise having a second island allows them to kind of finagle you know what goes on where so i mean it may be something like that as well maybe they've gotten a fair amount of complaints about that um so this may be something that helps buffer that as well yeah, I, I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I aspire to take a Disney cruise sometime soon. You know, my daughter's pretty young still, and I, I don't even think you can – I don't even yeah. think kids her size can swim in the pools until they're, like, completely no, but you potty can, trained. But you, can, but you can drop them off at the – first of all, all right, so, so you've <laughs> never been on a cruise. You're not going to be swimming in the pool. Okay? Oh, I've, I've been on a cruise. I just – it's been a long time for me, yeah. and I've never done it with a kid, so. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be swimming in the pool anyway, so that doesn't necessarily matter. <laughs> and the thing is, no matter how old your kid is, you can always drop them off at the super cool area. I mean, they have one for even young kids. 
Yeah, I've seen that they have like a daycare on board on on some of them. So yeah, I, I think they need to be a certain age still. But I, it, but yeah, no, we definitely definitely sometime soon here in the future we will be doing a cruise. So, um, but no, I, I think this is cool news, and I guess it's worth noting too that this was just the government approving it being sold to Disney. I guess Disney already had something in place to buy it with the owner because it's a privately owned island, and they just needed government approval. So, seems like kind of a foregone conclusion now that they'll they'll you know buy it and start building on it so should be pretty cool i'll be interested to see what they, what they do with it though i knew you'd be interested in this statement because this is oh yeah and then yeah. when i saw you put it last it made me mad <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that apologies <laughs> uh i know i think it's an interesting topic and i i think it's cool especially for if you are into disney cruise line especially since they're building all these new ships i mean yeah you know they need this extra port space if they're going to keep uh, you know, having those ships stop at the at the private island, they're you know they're going to need the space. So, have you ever read about those islands too? They're like really cool. They're like self sustaining. Like they have mm-hmm. you know power generation on on you know, there and like you know oh, yeah. treatment plants and all sorts of crazy stuff on the island. It's pretty cool. So anyway, so you know I, we'll, we'll you know update you if we get anything more about that. But uh, you know that's that's some good news there if you're a Disney Cruise Line fan. So. So let's talk about Marvel Land. I know, Damon, you don't care about <laughs> Disneyland, but... No, I not. and actually, I'm going to leave because that's how much I don't care. <laughs> I mean, this is. I think this is pretty cool, but thanks for joining, Damon. Yep. We'll yeah, I'll to talk see to you guys go. later. We'll see you. Bye, Damon. Um, <laughs> Trevor cares, and our listeners care. <laughs> I do care. I, I care on multiple levels. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, one, I, I'm a big Marvel fan, and two, Disneyland... It, this area needed it, but yeah. Do you, do you want to read out the? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so, uh, so basically, this was this is from our, our friends over at uh, WDW News today. They kind of broke this story. This is not something Disney's officially announced yet. We're not going to treat it like a rumor though, because they have pretty good sources over there, and they're not treating it like a rumor. They are saying they've seen internal documents that that state that this is happening. So, there's that. Um, basically what they're saying is the former It's Tough to Be a Bug theater building is being repurposed for a new Spider-Man attraction where guests are given a web shooter of their own to use. The ride appears to be mostly screen-based, likely 3D. Uh, so think Toy Story Mid- Midway Mania, but with guests shooting webs instead of darts, balls, and rings. Now, I will start off by saying, if that is the case, that disappoints me. Because I was really hoping for that that one... Remember that piece of technology we heard of? With where it was the pendulum ride, where you're, mm-hmm. you know, it was a Spider-Man ride where you're hanging from the ceiling. Now, I think it would be cool if they did that with being able to shoot stuff. That would be cool. But it sounds like this is just going to be like a theater attraction or something. I, I don't know. I mean, they said it's being repurposed, so obviously there's going to be trackless or something here. But well, yeah. I mean, the thing you have to keep in mind is that they're just saying the theater building is being repurposed. So, um, that's true. so yeah, the difference. So. It, between Disneyland and Disney World for it's tough to be a bug in Disney World it's underneath the tree of life in uh, yeah. Animal Kingdom whereas in Disneyland it was literally just a building kind of out in the middle of of Bugs Land so so you had Bugs Land and then on this one side there was like just this big green building there and um, really yeah th- just the fact that it was a theater doesn't matter that much is it- it's just a large a space yeah, yeah where they they can put pretty much anything they want um, probably not large enough though for the ride that we were talking about for the thing they patented right well I I think I think it may still be it, so you were, you were thinking like full blown roller coaster 
Well, not necessarily roller coaster. We we talked about that thing where it was like there was like a track the, on the ceiling, basically, yeah, and, and, and like the pendulum can move. And, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I call that a roller coaster. I would. I don't even know what you call that, but <laughs> but I, I that's what I was hoping they were going to do with Spider Man. But but why couldn't they do that with the this web shooter ride as well? Like, like think about it. You know, you're you're in a suspended seat and you're kind of you know swinging along with Spider Man, but you're shooting at stuff on these screens because because well, the idea is is that you're moving between these uh these set pieces right and that's what i'm hoping it is i guess my thought was okay is the space that they're supposedly putting that ride into is it big enough for a ride system like that that's i guess what my thought was mm, i i think it's okay i like th- there is actually a fair amount of space there i i mean yeah i i don't see necessarily that it'll be you know, as long as a ride. So yeah, I, I guess think of it the same way as you do Toy Story Mania, right? It'll probably be about the same, the same duration of ride as Toy Story Mania, which yeah. is you know it just does the zigzags back and forth through the through the the games, and then you're done, right? So Makes sense. Um, yeah, it may be more on that level. Is that you're so. I guess the thought was is you know it would be more free flowing where you know you're just constantly moving through the these structures, but maybe it's yeah maybe they do have you stop at various points, same as Toy Story Mania, right? Yeah, that's I mean that's what I'm kind of wondering. So I I mean I would love if they still use that technology for this. I mean how cool would that be if you're swinging back and forth and you're also shooting and stuff like that would be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> for you and me, it would be a lot of fun. My wife would disagree, and I'm sure anyone with motion sickness would as well. It's but, a fair point. It's yeah. a fair point. Uh, but I, I think it would be nice to see a variation on Toy Story Midway Mania. You know, like it's, yeah. it, it's not just like a, a copy where they throw the same thing in, they throw some screens in there, and you know, then you, you're you're just with Spider Man instead of the toys. Like I feel like it works really well for Toy Story. I just don't feel like it would work as well for Spider Man. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like it would be not as good. Well, I I think um, so. I, I'm thinking of it kind of from the other side, as you know, from a storytelling standpoint. This gives them an opportunity to one have something interactive, but two, if, if it's like Toy Story where they're using screens, um, that's also so same as uh, Star Tours is yeah. that you can have different experiences every time you go on the ride even though you're you're functionally doing the same thing. Exactly. Um, they they can, you know, tie that back into the larger Marvel universe with, you know, maybe different characters showing up, different uh, scenarios that, you know, based on new movies as they're coming out, you'll kind of it, it'll keep the the ride more, you know, updated and relevant for longer. So I don't think that it's a bad sense. thing. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I just I hope it's what I I'm, I was hoping it was going to be. I guess right. Yeah. <laughs> so the entrance to that building will be rerouted to the opposite side, so it can be accessed from the hub of this new land. And the central hub is a large Avenger symbol in the ground that is surrounded by all of the land's different offerings. So and that you know they say think of it as Avengers California campus. But the the Spider Man queue is attached to the former tissue box restrooms of a Bugs Land, which will be remodeled and kept for the new area. So I'm not familiar with Bugs Land. So those of you that are Disney people out there, uh, Disneyland people out there, probably know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you do. So (laughs) nearby, a Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange will have his own show where guests will uh, meet the Avenger in a round courtyard. Uh, They expect this to be a similar offering uh, to the show that's on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, there's also 
going to be some dining options. This seems pretty cool. There's a counter service restaurant and microbrewery in, in the plans, um, and it's themed to Ant Man. So, <laughs> which is seems kind of neat. Uh, there's they actually share on this article a poster of a of the what the building looks like, and there's like a giant can of beer on top of it, pretty much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which you know kind of fits into the theme, and it just seems kind of kind of neat. Um, Go ahead, Trevor. We're going to say something I, about that. I was going to say, actually, it, it's funny. I, I just, uh, I, I happen to be watching um, Tim Tracker. I, I don't know if you if you watch their vlogs. I've or seen them. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen them, yeah. So, so they actually were at uh, Disney Springs not too long ago because um, what was it? I think the restaurant was. I want to say, or no, it, yeah, it was um, uh, Jacques Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Which, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that bar is awesome, actually. Yeah, so so they actually had some uh, they had some food there that was specific to uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh. And so so the interesting thing was that, that what they did was they had these they had these shrunk down empanadas, and then they had a giant slider, which was actually like six sliders all put together on a big bun. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So so I'm I'm wondering if if they're saying you know they're going to have an Ant Man type. Um, uh, counter services. I wouldn't be surprised if the type of food they're offering is similar, where you you know you get things that you would normally get a larger, like a burger, or well, not a burger, but yeah, something larger that's shrunk down, and then the reverse. Oh, that like, sounds like exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can, I can bet you, sense. I can bet you the the thing they were doing at Jock Lindsay might have been you know a, a, a test for for this kind of stuff coming. I wouldn't be surprised. No, that's that's a totally great point because yeah, yeah, so they'll have like sliders instead of regular burgers, and then like they'll have like gigantic burritos. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, <laughs> they'll just go opposite with stuff. I love it. I think it'll be. I think that's fun. I, I it's kind of neat to see Ant Man get something too, even though it's just a restaurant, mm-hmm. not a ride. But you know, that's cool. Um, then there's also so that's phase one of the project because they're going to do this in two phases. The second phase um, is there's a. Uh, basically a large, uh, it looks like, I guess, you know, Avengers headquarters and there's a Quinjet up front and it's going to have a massive uh, Avengers e-ticket attraction that's expected to be a roller coaster. Um, nobody knows anything else besides that. All they know is that it's going to be an absolutely massive ride in size. So that seems really cool too. I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I wonder we, we're going to uh, right after this story, we're going to talk about a patent that Disney filed. I wonder if that, that patent will also apply to to this ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? If it's going to be uh, kind of similar to what Guardians of the Galaxy is doing or if they're going to do something completely different that we just don't know about yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really hard to say because, yeah, that this patent is for or actually, I guess do we want to just trail into that with this yeah <laughs> um, yeah we can do we can do that yeah so yeah. so the, the the new patent was submitted for uh, a roller coaster car design that will allow for cars to rotate on an axis during the course of the ride the patent is specifically for the roller coaster cars for the upcoming guardians of the galaxy um and, and yeah so so that it's it's some of the stuff that we've you know been talking about with guardians because we we knew it was going to be a roller coaster but this just further gives us details on on what kind of roller coaster it's going to be. And the fact that it's a rotating, um, uh, car. car. Yeah. yeah. means that, that means again, you know, that they will be showing you, you know, very specific elements. So, so there will be, it won't just be, you know, a standard roller coaster. There'll be some storytelling to it. And so to tie that back into Avengers, again, 
makes a lot of sense that, you know, they would want to, you know, have, you know, some sort of storyline, you know, something with the infinity gauntlet or whatever. So as you're, you know, going through, um, going through the ride, you're seeing all these different scenes and everything, but the car is, you know, turning you, you know, forward, backwards around and all that. So that you're, you, so it's one, you know, you're not, you know, trying to, you know, hurt your neck to see something that's going by <laughs> super fast. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's yeah. pretty, think of it like a, like a haunted mansion, except on a roller coaster, basically where exactly. the car turns, where you, where they want you to see. Right. Yeah. Although I don't know about you. Sometimes I try to like peek around the corner and see what's behind me. Not like there's ever like a, you know, construction equipment behind me or something like, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's usually <laughs> just a wall. <laughs> it's usually just a wall, but sometimes there are theme things behind, uh, behind there. But I, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is kind of neat that they're doing this now. Listen, this isn't these, this doesn't not exist now. It, it kind of does, but Disney kind of created a n- new way of doing it and making it so that it can happen more, and like so some of the other coasters that well i think there's i think maybe one of the harry potter rides has something similar to this but it's not much of a coaster this is like a legitimate real roller coaster that's going to also have these elements of the car turning and uh being able to you know see different show scenes as they happen i don't know I, i'm trying to think to myself of how sick people would get if you had the car turned at a 90 degree angle and you know so you weren't facing forward on the track and then all of a sudden launched so if you're going sideways <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. if that would make people sick or not, but I, I can't think of really any coasters that have you go sideways in a quick manner. Um, that would yeah, be interesting. I'm, I mean, th- there are... Uh, actually, I, I guess the next next closest thing I can think of in Disney is Primeval World, right? Which Yeah, cause it's, it, but that just kind of spins indiscriminately, right? Or does it... It, it does, uh, but, but because of that, I've, I mean, depending on how you end up on some of the drops is that it'll actually, like, stop its spin and you'll end up going down a drop sideways. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, that's that's a fair point. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it yeah, it's not like it, it. they haven't done it before. I guess, you know, speed does matter and, yeah, how much they're doing it, I guess. And also, you know, if, there, if there's, you know, something visual there that can affect a lot of, you know, will this make people motion sick or not? I know, I know in, in the case of, again, my wife, um, basically any time that, you know, a ride is either it, it, the second, it's no longer, you know, facing forward, moving forward. She's, she's not having it. So like even expedition Everest, just having that one section that goes backwards, um, that's enough for her that she's done. So <laughs> that probably would be for me too. I don't do backwards. Well, I mean, yeah. sideways. I, I I do Primeval Whirl. I mean, that one's not that bad. And I've you know I think of I get I think I've gone backwards on that. But I mean, it doesn't have huge drops on it. I don't know what this is going to look like. I mean, none of us know what's going to look like, right? But I mean, that show building that they're building at the back of Epcot can be seen from I think from Georgia. So um, <laughs> I think they can see it from the space station. So uh, obviously, this is going to be a pretty lengthy ride, uh, and and it it goes it's pretty tall so i mean i'm assuming there's going to be some large drops involved with it too so i'd just be interested to see how they integrate this technology in but i wouldn't be shocked if they also use it for an avengers coaster yeah and and the only thing i will say to that as well though is that um again you you haven't seen the footprint of land that they have in california adventure um nowhere near the amount of space that there is in epcot so so whatever they do it won't it won't be on that same scale as guardians of the galaxy, but you're right. There's no reason that they can't use that technology for something else. It's just, 
it'll probably be a more compact ride if they do decide to do that. Yeah, I'll I'll be interested because I I mean they're not just gonna build like a they're not just gonna build a roller coaster like there's gonna be you know Disney touches to it Disney doesn't just build roller coasters there's always something to it right exactly there's always something that makes it different you know I mean even if you, even something is as you know as basic as um, Big Thunder Mountain. I mean, there's still the parts where you're going through and, like, they make it seem like the track is, is all buckled and, like, you're, you know, you're rocking back and forth. Like, you know, just little things like that are just make the all these rides different and they have a story and all that stuff. So I'll be interested to see what they come up with for Avengers because there's a, I mean, there's a million different ways that they can go with it. So, which I'm sure is exciting if you're an Imagineer. In my mind, I'm like, that's kind of stressful. I'm like, hey, what do you do? The possibilities are endless. So, <laughs> yeah, but, and I guess the interesting thing is, you know, they, they've already said that the Spider-Man ride is going to have the, the video screens and all that. Yeah. But, I, I mean, to me, it almost sounds like that would make more sense with the Avengers ride. Because the Avengers has, you know, it, it, like I said, you know, going back to the Star Tours thing where, you know, they can change the scenarios. They can change who you're seeing at any given point. You would think that they would want to, you know, have that for the larger Avengers universe and not just for Spider-Man. That's yeah, that's a good point. That's 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 interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. But I, I mean, I, I like the I like the idea of. I mean, it's it's a cool piece of technology for sure that they figured this out. So yeah, that they're going to yeah, be able I'll, to just turn these cars. You know, uh, I'll have to definitely plan a trip back to Disneyland once some of these things are open. I mean, after star Wars and after Marvel land is done because yeah, there'll be a, there'll be a ton of stuff there that it will be, you know, it'll be like a brand new park almost. <laughs> yeah, it, it will be. I, you know, it's funny. There was rumored for a long time that there was going to be a captain America coaster, if I remember correctly, but it seems like they've just, instead of doing just the captain America coaster, now it's just the generic Avengers coaster, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, I think definitely the, the the plan seems to have changed, and and, and again, it, it probably may have a, a lot to do with you know the, the movie studios are doing what they're doing, and yep. the theme parks are not always necessarily privy to everything that's going on in the movie studio. So, yeah, it, I mean, it's you know, yeah, ideas start and stop, and I mean, there there's plenty of stuff that you know, we hear about, and again, you know, th- this goes back to all the rumors that we hear all the time is, you know, yep. some of these things just never come to fruition. And then on the flip side, there's things that do come true that we kind of stand there and go, I can't believe that they did that, but not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> They've done less of and, those lately. I feel yeah. like, but <laughs> yeah, actually, actually it's funny specifically for, for California adventure. Um, if you're ever bored, look up the, uh, oh, what was the it called? Of that, yeah. The, it, it was the um, superstar limo yeah superstar limo yes that was um, closed in about a year yeah and, and it's funny because they actually reused a lot of those animatronics in the monsters inc ride so it's <laughs> so it's the same ride but it's now monsters inc and it's good like it's it's a nice dark ride um but when you look at what it was before it's like oh whoever <laughs> decided to do that <laughs> yeah whoever thought that was a good idea just you, you really need to think about who you're trying to sell this to. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the last really big mistake that they made where they, you know, and I, you know, I mean, I'm sure they, someone could point some out, but they've done some really great work since then. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
so no, I, I think this is interesting. I, I will say, uh, I, I would love to see, I, I feel like they could build a whole fifth gate at Disneyland. I mean, Disney World with Marvel stuff. We all know that they can't, but mm-hmm. because of, you know, for legal reasons, but one of these days, Disney's going to get that back. Like, you know, they're going to get it back at some point. I, oh yeah. I, I mean, they're going to, I don't know how much they're going to have to pay for it. I was kind of hoping I, for those that don't follow business news and such, um, Disney's been uh, kind of fighting with with um, Comcast over buying uh, into Sky Network, I believe it is. Some of our European folks maybe will yell at me over this one, but they basically conceded to Comcast that they could buy it, and they. Uh, I was hoping that in those negotiations maybe they'd be like, "So throw in Marvel too," you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, Universal doesn't have a good reason to give it up, so uh, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see someday. So. I- I think I've said this before is that I, I think once the Nintendo land is finished at universal, I think there may be more of an appetite for them to drop Marvel because yeah. th- they'll have Harry Potter, they'll have universe or they'll have Nintendo. Um, and I, I'm sure. And yeah, they, they've also, you know, they've updated things like the Jurassic park ride and all that. So like, there's enough other things going on that the Marvel stuff is becoming less and less relevant in that park. It, like they're not reliant on it. And eventually it'll get to a point where they're like, yeah, you know, we've, we're not really using this anymore. You know, you can have it, you know, of course it won't be for free, but of course not. Yeah. But like I said, I, I think once the Nintendo, I keep wanting to call it Nintendo land, but it's not, <laughs> it, it's not called that. I mean, just but, call I just call it that. Why not? We get, well, I, I'm always going to call Star Wars land, Star Wars land, even though it has a name. Well, well, the funny thing is, is that N- Nintendo Land is actually a game on oh, the yeah, Nintendo true. Wii U. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's so actually true. It, it's yeah. not the same thing, but it's, that's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, that's that's interesting. I I think it's exciting though. I I think a Marvel Land is cool. I it's just it's unfortunate they don't have more space at California Adventure because I'm sure there's a lot they would like to do there with it. So, oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying but, to think of where else they could use this ride technology though too. Uh, right. Well, I mean, outside of the U.S., there, you know, I, I know that there's uh, updates happening in Paris, and yep. I want to say in Tokyo, I thought Tokyo Disney Sea is doing a huge expansion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you, I guess that's the thing. You know, if you if you're planning to travel abroad and go see other Disney parks, you know, there'll be there'll be some of these things there as well. <laughs> I'm gonna have my crazy idea of the episode. Crazy idea of the episode. All right. They, because <laughs> I always like to have a crazy idea that you know. If then if it comes true, I can be like, ah, I called it. Um, so there's been talk for a long time that they're going to redo Rock and Roller Coaster to be a door coaster from Monsters Inc., which I think would be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, for that door scene for Monsters Inc., you could easily make a coaster out of that. It'd be really cool. What if they put that technology into that ride when they revamped it? Because my thought is as you're going around rock and roller coaster, if you see scenes of the, of the doors going flying past you, that'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Just throw uh, it out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you don't like that idea. I like it. So, so my only, my only issue with that is that the rock and roller coaster starts with a magnetic launch into a, into a, into <laughs> a half, half loop, half corkscrew, half loop. <laughs> And Listen, Trevor, it, I'm just dreaming over here, okay? I, know, I don't want to hear the reality of it. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking, you know, if, if you actually start turning the car in that loop, um, 
I don't think a lot of people would be too happy with that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think that'd probably be a thrilling experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. It would, it would be. It would, I would enjoy it a lot more. I I can't speak for everybody, but no. It, <laughs> Yeah, it's my crazy idea of the episode. It doesn't yeah, need to make sense. Let's just replace all the cars with uh, on all the rides. Let's just replace all the cars with this technology. Exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's okay. all we got to do. Yeah, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't need to make sense. It's a crazy yeah. idea. So, exactly. I, I mean, I I actually do firmly believe that once Star Wars Land opens at Hollywood Studios, the next thing to be shut down is Rock and Roller Coaster, and they're going to redo it because music just doesn't fit into that park anymore. Really, mm-hmm. it never really did. But the if they're going to turn that park into an appreciation of movies, a, a, a ride about music, it's not really doesn't really fit to me. So anyway, who knows? Yeah, no, I I, I, wrong. I agree as well. I think um, well, I think they're just waiting. Well, there was that, and then um, I, I did see a rumor as well. I believe it was actually uh, our friend Ziggy posted. Oh, really? a, um, I don't know if you saw it, but he was talking about the the rumor of um, the Indiana putting, Jones thing. Yeah, mini Indiana yeah. Jones park, right? So, so you've got uh, the, the thing is, you know, rock and roller coasters on one side of the park. The Indiana Jones stunt spectacular is is on the other side of the park, but. Um, so I yeah I think it'll be interesting as you know will they either prioritize you know updating rock and roller coaster or will they look at Indiana Jones and look at um, sadly it would probably mean you know them taking down the, uh, the, show. the show but yeah. it would mean expanding it out into another small land it, it wouldn't be you know or they or what they said is it wouldn't be you know a full size land which I don't know even know what that means necessarily i'm thinking but, like muppets courtyard or whatever they want to yeah call it these days where it's like a, almost like a mini land where there's a ride there's the bathrooms there's the restaurant uh and that's about it <laughs> yeah know? okay so yeah that i mean that's fair so yeah I, I i guess you're right we'll have to see what happens after star wars land opens next year but uh we, we can say a bingo card <laughs> yeah it does it does because i think they're really just waiting for the, them to have more rides again because as we stated earlier there's only six rides open at hollywood studios right now yeah. so if you shut down another thing it's like okay how much do we want to crater the attendance of this park not that indiana jones is bringing in all the people but it would make sense if you think about it uh, you know they're gonna they're supposedly making another you know indiana jones movie that keeps getting delayed because harrison ford is like 80 and shouldn't be running around caves anymore but <laughs> <laughs> neither here nor there <laughs> but but um, I, I could see them doing it to coincide with the next movie. Um, at the same time, I saw that rumor on a couple sites and I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit because how many times have we heard this rumor now? <laughs> this At first it was at Animal Kingdom. Now they're talking at Hollywood Studio. I feel like we... I feel like this rumor comes up like once a quarter whenever the Disney news machine doesn't have anything to talk about. It's like, Indiana Jones, get in their own land, you know? I well, know. I mean, to be fair, how long how long was Star Wars Land talked about before it was announced? Sure. I mean, well, it- I mean, I, I feel like that was always <laughs> an inevitability, though, right? I mean, because Star Wars is such a massive franchise. The second they bought it, everyone's like, okay, well, they're going to build a land, right? They, they have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, that- and, and I guess the other side of that is that Indiana Jones is also part of Lucasfilm. So it's like, okay, now we got Star Wars Land. So when's Indy Land coming, right? Is Indiana Jones like even nearly as popular as Star Wars? Though I mean, it's it's popular. No, Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's but you know, I mean, it's it's not quite on the same level, but yeah, it's it still it still definitely has a following. And I mean, I, I, as far as you know, trans 
translation to theme park. I mean, oh, also, you you haven't been on the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland either. No, I mean, and I've heard it's great. Yeah, I've it, heard it's great. So, it, like, if you ever went and rode that, you would you would understand why people are saying they need to, you know, replace Dino Land USA with a uh, you know Indiana Jones Land. And then just redo Dinosaur into Indiana Jones because that's what it is. It's the exact yeah, same, it's the ride. same ride. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's Dino or Dinosaur is a lot darker. It's a lot harder to see everything. Whereas Indiana Jones is a much, it, it's a much more enjoyable experience. I, I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> what you mean, like bouncing around in every direction in the dark? Is that enjoyable with dinosaurs popping out at you? Well, I don't know what you're well, talking about. Well, the thing is, is it's still in the dark, but it's not. It's not so claustrophobic, so it, yeah, yeah. I get you. yeah, yeah. My my sister who goes on everything and skydives and things like that just recently went to Disney and she got off a dinosaur and texted me and she said dinosaur terrified me. I was like, really? <laughs> wow. I was like, it terrified. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's, I guess I mean, ever since they fixed the animatronics in there, the end scene where the the dinosaur really like comes very close to your vehicle mm-hmm. it, the past couple times we had gone on it, it it kind of was broken and it would just stay there it didn't really come far at you this time though the last time we went that thing comes close to you and it's working and it's te- it is terrifying <laughs> when you see it but you know it, before it was kind of meh you know i will say i i was probably more freaked out at the end of indie the first time than oh, wow. i was at the end of dinosaur interesting because I, I don't want to spoil it, but the end, the last part of Indy has a very similar um, element, and I, I think it's a hundred times better. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we we didn't have a, we didn't really have a rumor this week, but, but there it is. I guess yeah. you can call that our rumor segment, sure. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, and wrap this thing up? Unless there's anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap up here. Um, actually, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll, oh, answer, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll mention this now before we wrap up. So sure. um, I, I've been talking about this on the podcast is uh, Extra Life. So um, it's actually this Saturday. So so this, this episode is releasing on Monday. This Saturday, November 3rd, will be my 24-hour uh, gaming stream to raise money for Children's Miracle Network. So um, I've actually got it now that it's embedded onto my donation page. So um, I will link it again after this episode goes up. So um, you guys can go to the donation page. You can see the stream right on the page there. Um, we'll be playing games literally all day. It'll be me, uh, my brother, and my son playing. Um, I'm going to have some Disney games in there. So some of the old Nintendo games, if uh, if any of you you know grew up with those and you like those. Um, I'll be playing some VR games in there as well. Uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. We, we, I think we've got a really good setup this year and I'm hoping that, you know, it'll be entertaining. And, you know, if, if you feel that, you know, you enjoyed it, you know, um, put a couple of dollars towards the donation because again, anything that we get, it all goes towards helping kids, which, uh, is so important. Like my son had to go into a children's hospital for surgery when he was three years old. And, you know, as a parent, that was really freaky to me. You know, you, you're like, <laughs> you're, you're relying That's on, the, yeah, you're, yeah. you're relying on these, you know, these medical professionals to, you know, help your kid and, and, you know, things like extra life, allows them to do that without, you know, the burden coming back to you as the parent, you know, it it gives them the funding. So, you know, they have everything available to help these kids. And and so, I mean, uh, on that level, it means a lot to me to do this. But um, like I said, I also like it just because I know that 
all of this is going towards helping other families that are that you know get into those same situations so um yeah uh, like i said make sure uh make sure if you if you got some time on saturday come and check us out um if you're you know up in the middle of the night we will be up you know we're streaming straight through 24 hours so actually 25 hours because there's uh um the daylight savings time changes in there uh, so Jeez. yeah, so so pick, yeah, we we'll picked be, a great day to do it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, so so yeah, if you if you want to see you know us kind of delirious, you know, tune in about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have but, to do that. My yeah. my daughter wakes me up. I'm just gonna tune in and be like, oh, let's see how Trevor's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, like and like I said, it, we have a lot of fun with it. This is the fifth year I've been doing it. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to you know just share it with all you guys and please come check us out. So yeah, great cause. Yeah. So, um, yeah, outside of that, I guess, yeah, we'll wrap this up now. Um, so once again, you know, email address, welcome home podcast at gmail.com. We love your guys questions. We love that you guys, you know, you keep sending us great emails, great questions, just great, you know, conversations. And we love hearing that, that, you know, that you, you guys are enjoying the episodes. I mean, we enjoy making them. We're, We're glad you guys are enjoying them too. So, you know, keep the, keep the emails coming. Um, please do. Yeah. You know, we, we, I don't even know why we mentioned the website anymore. This has become like a running joke. Cause you know, we, we have a website. <laughs> if you go to it, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, but it's welcome home podcast.com. Um, I, I guess if you want to go there and see and laugh it, at it, us, it, yeah, it might, make fun of us for not having a good website. <laughs> it, it, it'll become like a museum at some point, you know, yeah. it, it, like this is, this is where we started and we didn't really know what we were doing, but yeah. it's there. So do we, do we know what we're doing now? No, <laughs> it, it just means we knew what we were doing less back then. So okay, yeah, we know, we know more of what we're doing now. That's good. Yeah. We know, <laughs> we know more that we know less about what we're doing. I think that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, but uh, outside of that, you know, uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, bi- our biggest um, presence is on Facebook, but you know, things get posted on Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, but you can find us on Facebook at Welcome Home Podcast. Um, as and usual, by the way, we're getting close to a thousand likes, and once we do get to a thousand likes, we're going to do some giveaways. So share yes. our page with people. There's oh, a yes. way for you can ask your friends to like our page. Have them like our page. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, really, there's no reason you shouldn't like our page because I think, yeah. you know, we, we got a nice page. There's no reason not to like it. So, you know, exactly. You know, come like our page. Um, and, and as usual, you know, um, you know, post on those guys, you know, make sure we get those likes. Make sure, you know, you're you're commenting, sharing it um, again, more questions, more more discussion. You know, we, we try to keep you guys up to date on stuff on Facebook when we um if if we can post it we we love seeing some of the discussions that happen in the comments on there too so you know don't be afraid to to comment on things that we're posting we love hearing your guys opinions absolutely and of course uh, don't forget to subscribe to the welcome home podcast too so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode um you can find us on uh, apple podcasts google play music google podcasts uh, tune in stitcher spotify just about any place you can find podcasts you can find us uh you know so check us out on spotify follow us on there reg- you know make sure you uh like i said subscribe to any of these other channels if you can uh and you know big reminder to our listeners of course welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the wealth disney company and as such any and all opinions we express on the show are our own so please consult with a dvc representative or a disney cast member for more information about any of the things we talked about uh today 
Big thank you to DVC Resale Market, as always, for being our sponsors for this episode. We appreciate them. Please check out their site, dvcresellmarket.com. Great place to buy and sell DVC uh, contracts. And, of course, uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion, uh, more DVC talk. Have a happy Halloween to everybody. Hope you all enjoy that out there. And uh, we hope to see you all real soon. Thank you.